0: Hello and welcome along once again to another edition of the Irish Rally Podcast, which of course is in association with FAC, the Simply Automatic Choice for Automation Equipment. And for more, you can check out nal.ie forward slash products as always. And we thank them for their kind support to be with us for some time. And uh, just to mention, if you do want to get in touch with us, regarding sponsorships or anything like that, you can uh, email us, irishrallypodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget on social media, we're on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at IrishRallypod. Well, plenty of coming up on the programme today. We are going to be joined by Sean Moriarty of Kerry Motorsport News. He's going to be telling us all about the fantastic news of Craig Green and Paul Nagel finally getting that coveted drive. Um, We're going to catch up on all things what's happening, I suppose, on the island here as well. And uh, the New Harvest Rally last weekend, we'll uh, catch up with a very familiar voice and familiar face who is also heavily involved in that rally. And he'll be telling us all about the class winners and trials and tribulations of how the event went. We'll get a flavour of that too. So yeah, let's kick it off. Now on the Early Podcast, we turn our attention to some big news on the world rally scene. And it's, um, I suppose, no secret that this was probably going to happen. It was just a case of when. And one of the first people to break the news about Craig Breen and Paul Nagel getting uh, full drive for the next couple of years at M Sport was Mr. Sean Moriarty. Sean, great to have you on. How's things?
1: Very good, Kevin. Nice to be on and nice to be sharing some good news from the Kingdom of Gary. As you say, we probably... Knew an awful lot about it, but we had to bide our time and keep it uh, stoned, as they say, until the fantastic news broke this morning around 740
0: a.m. Well, Kerry, Moore, Kerry Moore's War News were absolutely on it like a caravan this morning. Um, and obviously, you had a little bit of a tip off, but you were sworn to secrecy, I bet.
2: Ah, uh, well, turned sure, no. <laughs> we, we,
1: we out we never give away the Kerry secrets, you know. <laughs> and yeah. We can't do that. It's just, uh, I know it's fantastic for the two boys, they, they totally deserve it. Uh, they're coming off the back of um, an outstanding performance in, um, in Finland last weekend, third overall. Uh, their previous results, second in Belgium, their third in Estonia. It was all pointing towards a full-time seat, but which one of the three manufacturers were they going to go with? Doesn't really matter. Here they are, th- 13 rounds, two full seasons. These guys deserve it. Let's all get behind them, fly the flag from.
0: Absolutely. I mean, they couldn't have done much more to put themselves in that position. Anyway, we're saying it the whole time here on the podcast, like, and it's great to see that it's finally over the line now.
1: Well, I think one of the important things that were coming in, might, have, might have been overlooked this morning, the, the news like, it was all going forward and looking towards uh, their their future with M-Sport. But looking back in their time with Hyundai, um, uh, Mr. Adam was very uh, uh, full of praise of their efforts over the, the last uh, three partial seasons and how they were very much team players. They played a huge part in the team. Uh, they did the various other European championships, the Irish tournament championship course was finished up with Hyundai, the European championship rounds, the Italian championship rounds. They're, they're a big part of the uh, uh, um, kind of Hyundai family, if you like. And Adamo did say this morning like, that they were they were very uh, much a team players there and everybody parted on good terms. And that's very important like going forward because you know yourself that uh, you look at anyone, the top guys those has been with Citroen, he's been with Ford, he's been with Volkswagen. So everybody's happy and move on and celebrate the good times that are coming
0: was there a thought process at any stage like everyone was kind of talking about M Sport but was there any thought process that Hyundai would have changed their policy and went with three full time drivers rather than one rotational and two kind of full time
1: I suppose you'd have to ask Mr. Adam, Adam or that he's his own reasons for uh, putting uh, part time drivers like uh, Craig and Danny Sordo this year next year Sordo and uh, Oliver Solberg, Solberg um, yeah. yeah he's he's got his Reasons for that, I don't know. You don't see the other teams doing it, and um, um, is it paying off? Uh, Toyota leading the way, so you know that's is it right, is it wrong? I don't know. That's that's for the that's for the the big boss and I am the dancer. Really, if you ever get him on the rally podcast sometime, he yeah. might tell you tell you the secret of that one. Yeah.
0: Fat chance of that, I'd say, well, sure, Look, really? we'll we we'll keep plugging away you. But like, that's something you would be thinking to yourself that maybe, geez, I've this guy's at, you know, finished on the podium the last three. Do I change policy? Do I try to keep him? Like, that's not really something that's been spoken about. It's just been when our are M Sport going to sign the two lads? Like, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it was kind of spoken about. but It was never because never entertained it never went further. Um. Of uh, he uh, Craig Green must have been very valuable to the Hyundai uh, higher echelons we call it on Sunday night when he was driving that car off the podium and Sunday evening in the Vascula. he must have been uh, very much high in the thoughts of uh, we'll say not more so much Hyundai Motorsport people but um, the Korean officials but look uh, the World Championship are funny ways of working and uh, uh, Paul and Craig I'm sure they're, they're looking forward to getting stuck into driving the Puma and uh, as I say everybody left in good terms so it, it just couldn't be better like it just couldn't be better
0: the video was very entertaining even in terms of the puma being launched a couple of months back with the do you know what i mean like the the whole thing of going up with the milk bottle and then in rally mode and, and all, I thought that was great. And then, equally, this morning, the way they kind of announced it, I thought it was pretty cool as well with the tea and the whole lot. Like, it was just so yeah, great, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> well,
1: so, Craig, you, 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 have you ever seen Craig Green in a rally service park without a packet of Barry's tea hanging off? And so, it kind of fitted into that. And yeah, well done this morning, Tim Sport. Um, I, 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 I had my doubts it was done this morning, but we, we won't go into that. Uh, it was obviously a, a pre record from sometime in the past, but very well played. Nice bit of kind of acting, drama. Um. Yeah, very funny, very, very entertaining. Uh, who's the new boy? He's ready to go. And the the last scene in that, of course, was uh, applying their names in the Irish tricolour to the side windows of a brand-new 4 Puma. And they're getting ready for a few tests in Spain later this year. And what is it? Three months to Monte Carlo. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it's great stuff. And, like, in terms of the car itself, I mean, it seems awesome. And Malcolm Wilson is quite confident that this is going to be a big, big piece of machinery over the next couple of years that is going to, you know, drive their prospects. And obviously, the right man is there to drive it on for them. Like,
1: I suppose if you look back to the, the dawn of the the new world rally car era that's kind of coming to a close with just Spain and Italy left to run, and Finland was the last gravel round to to run for the, the world rally cars. But, um, Ford were kind of the quickest out of the block. So I know they don't have the same, uh, support, uh, M Sport for as a privateer team done the same uh financial support as, the, um, as the, the manufacturer-backed teams. But they were quick as out of the blocks. They got a World Championship with Ogier. Next thing, the, the, the Japanese and the Koreans started firing money at their projects, and the lads in Cumbria kind of fell back the ranks a bit. I think uh, M Sport, with a little backing from the, 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 the Ford in the US and the, te- the techno- technology background, you will see that the, that Ford has the huge potential to be the strongest car next season, and come out way come out made the season after when the when the, the big guys are firing money into the projects that's that's kind of my opinion on it, looking at the history when they came in in you know seventeen with Ogier, et cetera
0: and looking at um the weekend, obviously you're over in Finland. can you give us a flavor of what that's like because we've all heard stories about it, but you've been there and you've been there most recently as in last weekend, so what's the whole process of the rally like I believe it's amazing?
1: That's ah, a fantastic. You, it, it's it was my first uh, ever trip to Rally Finland. Now I've been to something like I don't know thirty or forty rounds of the World Rally Championship. Um, Poland is very fast. Sweden and the snow and ice is very fast. But everyone told me that there's nothing faster than Finland. And I've been to Poland. I've seen the speed. There's no way. It's absolutely incredible. And and the change of direction of now you a know, very fast right hand corner in the car is completely broadside, flicks around and gone off in another absolute opposite direction the the jumps I mean Finland is famous for the jumps Um, uh, it, it's very hard to explain unless you're there the atmosphere in the forest the, the genuine fans I think there was kind of an, an absence of international fans this year yes there was a good few Irish boys over there but, but the Finnish are so knowledgeable about the sport and um, you know, it is the home of rallying and overall it's a fantastic package I mean it has to be on the bucket list it has to be the, the, if you're going to go to one world rally in your life you've got to go to Finland and uh I thank all the boys down here in Kerry that have encouraged me over the years, you've got to go, you've got to go, and uh, took their advice. It's fantastic. It's un- it's, it's, it's just amazing, yeah, yeah.
0: Was there much of a crew you saw, or did you just felt on yourself, or was the crack?
1: No, there was, um, there was myself and the uh, three, three Cork lads, which you believe, uh, um, Conor O'Neill from, from West Cork, uh, Patrick and Michael O'Donovan from uh, East Cork, uh, uh, season rally campaigners, these boys, um Connor is a huge fan of uh, Rally Finland. I think this was something like his 17th or 18th trip. And even simple little things, when the the traffic got backed up coming in and out of stages, he knew a little back road, a little side road that would just get you up another 30, 40 cars out of the traffic jam. Uh, all that added to the experience. Of course, the 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 uh, Podrick, especially good, good navigator, good man on the maps, and Connor with his local knowledge of the vastly area, added to the experience because we probably saw a little bit more than what uh, people inevitably get stuck in traffic but these guys experience being out there for as I think it was Connor 17 to 18 time at Rally Finland can't be that experience but yeah great crack great fun great people great company and that's kind of sums up a nice trip away
0: Is this the same Connor that used to have his videos featured quite regularly on RPM?
1: That's the very man, yeah, yeah. that's the very man, and he was, uh, was kind of my own official videographer for the weekend, he was taking the videos and I was sharing them via the Kerry Motorsport News uh, Facebook and website, so that's the very man, so that's kind of probably why we had the quality uh, videos and the fact that uh, his experience again in that line of business shone true in the, the hits I was getting over the weekend, so win-win for everybody, and thanks very much Connor. good job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and come here, wasn't there great videos overall, there's one 20 minute video that, uh... I saw shared by several people, and just to give a little flavour of what was going on in terms of how committed these guys were, I never saw the batons of it, to be honest. And to see that up close and personal must have been unreal.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that's the, you never see the likes of this anywhere in the world. The, the speed is just, the speed is, in one sense, frightening, in another sense, highly spectacular, highly exhilarating, exciting to be standing at the side of the road. Um, Poland is another very, very fast rally, but if you recall, there may be in the. Uh, in the last couple of years, they kind of lost their world championship status, the drought, you know, crowd crowd misbehaving, etc. And yeah, but Poland is incredibly fast, and you can add another 10% to Finland, and that's kind of mind blowing stuff. Um, I think there was two incidents in uh, in motorsport that took my breath away this year. One of them was um, a road race up in Armagh County Antrim when uh, uh, Michael Dunlop took on Derek Shields at about 150 miles an hour, shoulder to shoulder down a narrow bumper lane. And the last and then my first experience in looking at World Rally Cars on the Forest Roads in Finland was was actually took your breath away. Uh, they say motorsport takes your breath away, but there were two incidents this year that that happened.
0: I suppose you have to give credit to Elfyn Evans as well because you know he spoke before about maybe the reluctance to push on on that sort of terrain, and he really did. In fairness, he came out with the blocks on Saturday morning, and like he wasn't going to be better really from that point on.
1: No, I think I think. He, he he made his statement on Friday night. Uh, you know, don't forget he comes from a road rallying background in in, in Wales and as does his navigator Scotty Martin from Upper around Cumbria. And have kind of Who would have sat their... with Craig before, obviously. he uh, well. would have sat with Craig before and both both Craig and um and Scotty did the circuit carry here in 2014 with the Peugeot 208 T16, the first tarmac rally in Europe a week before the circuit Ireland. So, Scotty uh, Scotty's well known in in this part of the world as well. Like so, he's he's spent a few days here and got to know members of the local motor club. Uh, but they they learned their trade in the, the road rallies of England and Wales, and it was really the performance on the dark stage on Friday night that kind of catapulted him from roughly fifth overall right into contention and. Everyone was watching Rovanperä. Everyone was watching Lappi. You know, everyone was watching Breen to an extent. But he came from nowhere Friday night in the dark and set himself up rightly. That's that's in my personal opinion where that rally was won and lost, and where he, he, he got the this is it. This is where he made his attack. This is where he made himself known. Worked away all day Saturday, got the job done, and stayed away to bring her home Sunday. That's kind of been the tradition in most rallies in recent years, but. No, go back go back to that stage in the dark Friday night. That's where the rally was won and lost. My yeah,
0: there's right? a great clip of that somewhere as well, actually, you know, that, that people should go and check out. But Ypres then, in, in comparison, like that's supposed to be a special event too, in its own right. And yet it was the first time I think it ran as a WRC event this year. And uh, you were looking up, you kind of got into it, did you get an end of a bib or something to game with the boys after?
1: It was yourself oh, playing oh, a ball, I think, wasn't there, in a photo? <laughs> I'm not sure how I got in there, and I don't think that's suitable for a, a live broadcast. <laughs> I, you don't know who might be listening to it, but I uh, know it's only a bit of crack, but it was, uh, uh, I got in there, yeah, fair enough. I, I had the, the press pass, but I didn't have the official bib, but I, you know, just... To carry away. I knew I knew everyone. I saluted everybody. How's it going? I haven't time to talk to you now. I'll talk to you on the way out now. Nice to see you. Thanks for your work. That's the way it works. In we go. But Ypres is fantastic. It's a, an outstanding rally. I've been there several times in the past, um, uh, as well as this year, now, it as its first round in the World Championship. I was there two years ago when Craig and Paul won it in the R5 Volkswagen Polo. One of the beauties about Ypres, I think, is the I know, COVID times this year kind of changes slightly. but The whole rally is based in the town centre to bring the rally, the service parks in the town square, the the bars and the cafes leading onto the town square in rally mode for the whole rally. And there's an awful lot of learning you could do in Irish rallying to bring the events more into the town centre. Uh, I, I know it's difficult these days, you're talking in COVID times and you're trying to keep the crowd separated, but we'll come out of that in time. And rather than be isolated in some uh, nondescript industrial estate at the edge of town, why not bring it into the heart of town and... Uh, you know, bring it to the people, bring it to the, to the tourists, bring it to the, bring it to the people that are not interested. Put them in front of them. Don't hide it away from them. I think you learn a lot from what goes on in Belgium overall, but E.P.A. particularly.
0: Mm, and they were always kind of forward thinking, even going back twenty five years ago from looking at. Remember RPM did their show there, which featured on Motorsport Ireland's page a couple of months back. And uh, you know they always seem to be that little step ahead, and they do charge, I think, as well, don't they? There's different ways of.
1: They do charge and that's that's probably another uh, conversation that needs to be had in Irish Rally. Um, you know, we had this big debate debate at the start of the summer that people were concerned about the, the rising cost of interest fees. There's no point in repeating that but everybody knows what we're talking about and uh, we we got it back to some sort of an acceptable level but it's an acceptable level to the competitor that's paying seven or 800 quid. Still a lot of money but if you were to look at any club budget they're probably only breaking even and they can't afford to just one mistake in this rally like a, a flat and fancy wall on a stage or a, whatever and that puts that rally in, into, into loss but who who's paying uh, you don't ask uh, Colin de Gooch Cooper when he's going into Crow Park to pay more you charge the spectators to pay more and, and we're going to have to get into the situation where maybe slowly slowly catching a monkey we're going to have to start with Fiverr into the service park and once you get into the habit of paying the fiver into the service park you'll get into the habit of paying the tenor to go into the to see the stage the, the road racing in ordinary in the motorcycle road races they do it they do it very very simply but i accept it's only a two mile course but someone has to pay for this lads and the people that are getting the entertainment are the spectators and it's only we got to start having the conversation and when we when the conversation gets more and more popular etc we got to start implementing this the driver, the driver and the club can't pay all the time.
0: And we did see spectators in their droves over the Harvest Rally over the weekend. You know what I mean? Obviously, it was, your focus was very much in Finland, but uh, you, you must have one eye on what was happening over the Harvest as well.
1: I have a sir. I've, I've kind of got a small bit of Donegal blood in me, so I kind of have a fair idea what's going on up there. Um, great to see Irish national rallying back. It was the first kind of, uh, we'll say, a national rally after a very successful Cork Twenty. Two weeks prior, and again, you talk about speculators, they're out in their droves in Cork as well. And back to the two guys I travelled with, they're from kind of the East Cork area where the rally passed through. Uh, one of them was competing in the 20, and the other was a uh, kind of helping out, he's in, in the service bar, But they spoke about how the locality there welcomed the rally back, wanted it back. It, it was time to move on from the difficult times you're we in. I'm sure they got the, the rally got the same welcome in Donegal, of course, they did the Homer rallying in Ireland. It's all positive what's going on in the background. We're, and and what's, what else is happening now? We're looking forward now to uh, probably a great event down your side of the country in Wexford and two two more events over here uh, Kerry Winter Rally, the Banner Beach Rally, is better known as, in November 7th and two weeks after that, the Clarney Historic. And, you know, we run great rallies in this country with great drivers, with great action. But as I said a minute ago, someone has to pay first. It can't be the driver and it can't be the club.
0: Good to see Banner back as a couple of years. You know, well, obviously, one of them is, is COVID, but it did disappear for a year or two anyway, didn't it, due to different uh, reasons, like you were uh, saying?
1: Different, different reasons are kind of uh, external and internal reasons within the club, but there's no point to discuss them here. The plan was to give the rally two, two years' break. Some of it was to give uh, some of the hard working volunteers in the club a, a break from the hassle running a rally in April, uh, maybe wrapping up the circuit carry in May, starting again in June for, the, for, for Banna So there's an element of that to give the club members a break. Give the road closing orders a break in North Kerry and of course there was a time when we were kind of facing difficult insurance and MI asked for a couple of clubs to take their events off the calendar to, to bring the insurance down. So kind of combination of all, then put a stop to banner for two years, uh, should have been back in the calendar last year, we all know what happened. Back with a bang this year, uh, not sure exactly the f- numbers of entries but uh, I'm hearing from the, the club secretary there's quite a, a strong entry in already it's only open four or five days, it's only open on Saturday. A uh, traditional kind of clubman rally in the season. Um, great rally and it's great to see you back.
0: And a bit of news regarding Rally the Lakes next year as well, which you broke, I think, on the Kerry Motorsport News in the last week or two.
1: Uh, I won't take the credit for that one but I think it was a nice one to see that uh, yeah Darren McCormack has been appointed to the course. Of, if that's what you're hinting at I don't know yeah. I'll go, I'll go i go that's what it was <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless there's other stuff
0: you want to tell us for, like, don't other
1: stuff <laughs> I, I can't keep up with my, my website myself half the time there's so much stuff going on in it, but uh, um, no Darren yeah Darren uh, Darren takes over from Dermot. Dermot ran a very good uh, 40th anniversary event in 2019. And Darren comes into the club uh, with experience of running the, um, the Clarney Historic. Interesting kind of family story there. He's the first, second generation clerk of the course in, their, in the Clarney Club. His father, Geary, ran the Historics and his father, Geary, ran the um, Rally of the ran today. So for, to run an international rally, I believe he's the first father-son combination in the country. Of course, his mother Maureen was uh, one of the, I think, uh, the, one of the first people in the country to be uh, to be stage commander, a uh, female stage commander on Moll's Gap. And his sister Tanya's heavily involved in the club and both his brothers involved in the club. So it's kind of a family affair for the McCormack's. We wish them the best of luck.
0: Good stuff. well, look, just before we finish up, can we bring it back to Craig and Paul once more? And, I mean... Uh... You had a very good timeline, I think, up on the website when I was looking at it this morning of what they've done in terms of earning this, like what the last few years have been like. So can you give us a little flavour of that before we finish up and what we can expect over the next two years and where you see the lads going and what they can achieve potentially?
1: Um, I think their CV with Hyundai speaks for itself. and Especially the most recent, in recent times, back-to-back podiums, three rallies in a row, uh, the team players... Uh, Craig's a very intelligent driver. He's also very knowledgeable um, technically and mechanically. You know, so he'll get he'll get a good understanding of the new car very quickly. Um, uh, Paul, Paul, Paul will hit um, 100 WRC starts sometime around this time next year. Uh, I think it's the traditional date for uh, Rally Finland, or we'll say the traditional date for Rally Germany, in around kind of late mid to late August or early September. 100 w- WRC starts. That that is the most experienced man on the on the planet at the minute. Like <laughs> so, uh, you, you talk about looking back in past experience. They're going to bring all that into Monte Carlo in um in, in January, January, and uh, that's a huge um huge challenge, a difficult rally. But I, I, I stand corrected on this. But I believe that Mon- uh, Paul scored his first uh, podium in Monte Carlo. I'd have to double check that, but I believe his first podium in, in the World Rally Championship was in around 2006, 2007. Certainly top, his first top 10 result was uh, in, in that time with, with Garrett McHale. Was it a podium, I'd have, to, I'd have to double check it. But see the knowledge they're bringing, that's, that's the key, like the, the knowledge, the experience. And that was the 2% that was probably missing in Finland last week. That's, that's where I think the key advantage is going to be in the next, uh, the next 24 months.
0: Yeah, because didn't Gareth Gareth finish in the top ten? Was it Monte Carlo and then top six in Mexico? Is he sixth in Mexico? I don't Maybe know
1: I, I, I I I I'm getting old now, no, Kevin, and my, my my brain isn't as. Ah, you're not good, a million miles good, off. In, uh, <laughs> so we'll say it was it was certainly Paul's first top ten finish in a WRC event. So like, finish top top ten in Monte Carlo is uh, fairly yeah, serious stuff, like you know.
0: I go back how how long ago is it when himself and Chris went into the car park and got back on track, just about when to take a time to take the win.
1: Uh was it seventeen, it was eighteen I guess. Was it Mexico in two thousand and eighteen? Second year of the second year of the World Rally Cards. Um yeah, that was uh that was one of the, uh, and a nation holds his breath, and you can just imagine it was, uh, was <laughs> a, was a carry George man
0: Henry. anyway, holds his breath, and a few more from along with. Waterford
1: yeah. and were holding their breath too, uh, yeah. and oh, sorry, at the time it was Tyrone, of course, yeah, yes. But, uh, but what I'm saying is, if you go back, there's an old, um, an old uh, RTE soccer commentator, George Hamilton, and he did a, uh, it was a time when Ireland was about to qualify for a World Cup quarter final, and. One of the Romania. soccer players uh, stepped up to take take a penalty shot. If the goal went in, they were going to the quarterfinals, and if it didn't, they were going home. And he used the phrase "the nation holds its breath." I think that applied that day in Mexico as well. "The nation holds its breath" as this car landed in the field, it drove around in a circle, the opposite direction, if you recall, and got wedged up in a few parked cars. And another couple of seconds there, and trying to reverse the world rally car out of a tight spot, and that was all over. Very Game lucky over. man. Very, yeah,
0: very, very lucky. Very and. Man. Uh, Actually, a couple of things for you, If we finish up, sorry, I said last question. I think, but uh, we've a couple of more. Jokes. Just in terms of, I think you got a nice photo of, um, you got Chris Patterson and you got Aaron Johnson as well, didn't you? So, like, it'd be remiss of us not to mention the fact that you know we have a couple of lads kind of on the global scene.
1: Absolutely, that, that that's a unique photograph. You'll probably never again see that photograph. Um, Aaron was in his first trip with Toyota. Chris has been. Chris has been around now, he's a long old campaigner, serious navigator, but spent this season with Gus Greensmith and Ford and Paul with Hyundai. So now you have three manufacturers, three Irish co drivers in the manufacturer level. Remember that um remember that Paul and Craig are finished for the season, so we won't see that situation ever again. And then when you look into next season, uh I don't know what Chris's plans are, but Paul has moved to M-Sports, um, so therefore it's not going to be in the Hyundai camp. Therefore, you'll probably never again have that photograph. It happened once and and it happened, that's it. And uh, to be standing out at the Vascular City Hall last Thursday evening, about this time last Thursday evening actually, and to uh, to meet them three boys and just say, you got to stand outside the City Hall and take this photograph. Very unique, very... And very proud for the country. Uh, like, uh, you know it's just fantastic to see that like that with three drivers sorry three co-drivers three manufacturers and best to look to them by whatever their plans are for next year but never again to be seen never ever again to be seen yeah
0: great great to capture that so you're going to be interrailing for the next two years anyway that's what you're telling us
1: um I, i'm yeah i'm looking for a way to i don't know how we're going to f- figure this out like with uh yeah, we'd win the lotto. Did I hear Peter Keane win the lotto down here today? So maybe I might win yeah. the Cary Monoclub lotto or something and cover uh, <laughs> or, or if there's anyone out there that wants, wants to pay for a trip to Monte Carlo, you know, my passport is ready and then good to go, you know, the bags are back. It's just uh, tell me what airport, I'll be there in time.
0: <laughs> just don't tell me a treat or let's with you to uh, no, take can... <laughs> That that
1: videos. That, that never bothered us when we were kind of lagging our way in for a few free fishing tips at the the various hospitality units around the world. So that's, that's okay. It was just... Once, once we get a seat in the plane, we we'll get the other two wise on our ice, no problem.
0: <laughs> good stuff. Listen, Sean, it's been a pleasure having you on. And <laughs> um, fracture, yeah. you have the good work with uh, Kerry Motorsport News, and we'll chat to you again soon. Thanks for coming on the Irish Rally Pod, all right? Good
1: cool, man, Kevin. Thank you very much.
0: Now on the Irish Rally Podcast, we're joined by a photographer, a podcaster, and in my case, a tour guide all-in-one. It is Mr. Kevin Lendenning. And he is, of course, the... Uh, P.R.O. of Donegal Harvest Rally and the Donegal International Rally as well. Kev, welcome on the Rally Podcast. Great to chat to you again.
2: Thanks very much, Kev. I'm good to chat again.
0: Um, there's no, there's no crunching gears this time in literal sense. Last time I was with you, you brought me on the tour, and I didn't see much of the road.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we tried not to touch the road too much, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to
0: see you parked up safe and well, aren't you? How's things? You keeping well,
2: keeping the very best. Thank God. Now. Yeah, So.
0: Good stuff. Um, have to say I enjoyed uh, Daniel McKenna's piece there over the last Uh, couple of weeks. I'm sure you got a great reaction.
2: It was epic, I have to say. Yeah, it was mind-blowing. Um, Daniel, I thought, was very quiet. He thought he hadn't much to say. Once hit the record button, boom, (laughs) sit back and enjoy, you know. So, uh, what what a story, you know, like, the guy has such a a natural talent behind the wheel. And I think if he ever ever wanted to have a natural talent in front of a camera as well, you know, so...
0: Definitely, yeah. I mean, I felt you've done a lot of great work over the last couple of years. I think it was up there with your best. It probably was the best, nearly. And James Cullen now and Nesbitt and all them killing me for saying yeah. it. And a few more. <laughs> but, like, out of all of them, I, I just thought it was a remarkable story, like... Um, yeah,
2: very natural story, very honest story, you know. Like, I just I think it just... For for somebody that come on with little expectation, um, his story is fantastic. The figures for it are through the roof compared to all the others, too, you know, so... Absolutely delighted. Um, Daniel's such a lovely lad as well.
0: Yep, and obviously he was uh, back out over the weekend. How did that go for
2: him? Yeah, yeah he got on okay, yeah. Um, he said he was going to take it handy, make sure he got to the finish, uh, mission accomplished. A uh, lot of development in the car, you know, there's a lot of new bits and pieces on the car. So I would say it's going to just take time just to get everything working 110%. But no doubt when he does, he, he'll set the stages alight like he always does.
0: So talk to us about the event then in general, Kev, because it was basically an international entry for what was what a mini-stage rally. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean it was yeah. incredible and to, to see some of the clips from like say Flying Fein and Mad for Tar and all those guys, the crowds were unbelievable.
2: Oh, here, yeah, absolutely bonkers. Um, we were our hands were kind of tied with the organizing of the event that we weren't allowed to produce maps and one thing or another. So you know, the crowds, you know, they flocked and they found their way to the stages by hell or high water. Um, it was unbelievable. Um, competitors took it fully on board. Like started a hundred and forty cars, basically. I think there maybe one hundred and thirty six, one hundred and thirty eight, whatever it was. But like the quality as well as the quantity, as you said, they're like an international. Like that top ten, wouldn't have looked out of place in the in June. Never mind, you know, in the Harvest Rally. So fantastic. You know, so.
0: Definitely, yeah. And I suppose we got drama right from the get go because everyone was saying, "How's Declan Boyle going to get on?" You know, a couple of years or whatever since he was behind the wheel of a car, and then he's fast on the first stage, I think, by three seconds. So it was incredible drama from the get-go. Uh,
2: it really was. It really was. And like I'm sure everybody has seen Killian's interview. Like I think even Declan was shocked by it too, you know? Um, just, like, the man, like, can step into a car. Yeah, he's a world car compared to the other guys in the R5s. Or, but, like, the last time he stepped out of a car, like, I hope he doesn't mind me saying, but it wasn't in pretty shape, you know? No, so, it wasn't. To, to, to step back and again and do that in the first stage... Ah, mind blowing, it really is, you know. So, and against some very top quality drivers who have quite a bit of seat time this year as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that was that was the thing. Your very Evans is your Callum Devine, So, you know, who won the event. Sam Moffat, all them guys would have got a bit of time behind the wheel. So, I mean, that makes the story even more uh, stand out, which is the fellow said. But during the course of the day, in general, there was there was great hustles all across. Um, and even coming up to the last stage, you know. And I said, Callum had a bit of work to do. Like it wasn't straightforward.
2: Oh, uh, that, uh, definitely that last stage. You know, like Declan had been fastest on him the previous run, four seconds, I think, quicker than the previous run, and he was three point eight behind. And like we went to the end of the last stage, and uh, Callum and Brian come off to the end of the last stage, and they were like buzzing. You know, you could just see it in them. They were just so up for it. You know, they had given everything and on the door handles. He said he'd been in the hedge a couple of times, but like, um, I think it, it was 20 seconds quicker than he had been in the previous run. And I would say he would admit himself if Declan was quicker than that, he deserved it. You know, it was it was such a an, an electric buzz, I suppose, was just that end of that last stage, just waiting the times come in because they had, was it six cars before Declan's time come in? And it was, the, the tension was just building and building and building and boom, you know, it was did got it, you know, and like Declan was one of the first guys over there to congratulate them. So it just shows you the, you know, how good Irish motorsport is, the way they all went around shaking hands, giving each other high fives, whatever, you know, it's just, there's nothing like it.
0: Yeah, to be back at all is great. I mean, we are after spending the last couple of years talking about when, when will it be back? Is it going to be back? What sort of a setup is it going to be when it is back? And then we've had a couple of great events over the last couple of weeks, thankfully.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was kind of in the frame of mind maybe a bit August or so, you know, do we need rallying back this year or do we not? But once we're out and done a couple of events, how do we ever do without it, you know, it's like a drug, (laughs) you know.
0: (laughs) Definitely, 100%. 100%. (laughs) I mean, just looking down through it then, um, for you, what were the standout stories from the day before we do get into the class winners?
2: Um, Standout stories, I suppose uh, Declan Boyles, you know, the way he just settled back in again, you know. Um, the, the modified, Kevin Eves, hadn't sat in the car for two years, electric, you know, and I just love Kevin's attitude to rallying, you know, just go on and go hard, go hard to go home, basically, you know, and I, I just love, just the way he talks about rallying, the way he approaches his rallying, he just knows it's a bit of crack, a bit of fun, but he wants to go fast too at the same time. Uh, the other thing, I suppose, it has to be mentioned is the residents on the stages right from the shakedown, the two stages. Uh, I know just from been behind the scenes a wee bit. You know, the warm welcome at that event and the the, the Goodwill, you know, them residents and a difficult time Welcome the organizers. You know, it's not everybody would want people to come and stand in their gardens with everything going on at the moment, but right from the get go, couldn't do enough. What do we need to happen here? Sponsors again, you know, uh, the Abbey Hotel was the association sponsor. sponsor. Then you had, you know, we had every stage sponsored. Six, you know, six sponsors. Service park, um, trailer park. You know, you know all them things. Big businesses. It's not easy at the moment to dig deep and find that few quid, you know. But each and every one of them fully on board. Um, just, you know, great to see that. Uh, you know that generosity of spirit and generosity of pocket as well. You know, so I have to yeah. say that for me, that's that that. To me, it's the real standout at the event itself and the, the welcome it got by the people of South Donegal.
0: Yeah, no, fantastic indeed. And just a word on Kevin Eves. I mean, going back to 2017, he had that horror crash on Knockalla Gala, like, I mean, that infamous corner, Will his corner. Mm-hmm. And, like, that, was, that wasn't that was nice. And we heard all kinds of things mm-hmm. about that. But how quickly he was back in the car again and back on the pace again, I think is the measure oh, of him. Uh-huh. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Aye. Aye. Like, you know, what? You know, like, we, we forget that Kevin Eves a few years ago was Billy Coleman nominated. You know, he's just. And and natural driver, um, you know, he's one of the old school. Roll up your sleeves, you know, arms, <laughs> elbows out, and go, you know. And I, I just, I think he's a, he's a joy to watch, and his attitude as well. You know, go back there it again. It's just devil my care, you know, go hard. You know, and that's I, 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 you know, I think other competitors, some, some take it a wee bit too serious. Kevin's more of the opinion, you know, it's a day's crack. Just go out there and enjoy it, you know. So.
0: Yeah, and he's very spectacular in punching in stage times as well, which people can't get their head around. They're always saying if he's no. it it a little bit neater, he'll be better again. But he's able to do it while being spectacular, which is even better. Yeah,
2: uh-huh. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and would, would it be as enjoyable of you as, you know, keeping it straight? Probably not.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a car connection to the car as well, so that makes it even nicer from our point of view here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> true, true. <laughs> You're not going to try and them you? I
2: know,
0: I know. There's enough of, uh, what do you call it, uh, claims Linetics. down here about different things. and We won't mention
2: claims more <laughs> motorsport in general, but anyway, no.
0: that's, that's, that's where we're at, boss. So, class winners then, do you want to run down through them?
2: Yeah, class one. Uh class winners we started off then at Class One was Stephen Gallagher and Neil Gibson in the Civic. Class two, Julie McManus and Des Sherlock in their Fiesta R two. Class three, Adrian Cannon and Bernard Gallagher in their Civic. Class four, group N winners were Michael Boyle and Dermot McCafferty in their Mitsubishi Evo nine. Class five, um the top you know, the top guys obviously forfeited the class award, so it went to Kath McCourt and Liam Moynihan. Class 7, the World Car was Seamus Leonard and John McCafferty. Class 9, making the trip up to Donegal was Dennis Nagel and Donna Crowley in the Micra. Class 10, Eamon and Brian Rudden in the Nova. Uh, Class 11F, Shane Dillon in the Civic. Class 11R, Seamus Conley and Gary McCrudden in their (laughs) very famous Civic, or sorry, Ton Cam, my apologies. Uh, Class 12, uh, James Cassidy and Donald Lennon in their Escort. Class 13, Chris O'Callaghan and Keane Truner, you know, standout performance there as well. You know, have to give tip your hat to those guys as well. Uh, class 14, the four mentioned Kevin Eves and Chris Milley and, the, you know, the, the, the twin cam. Uh, class 15, Andy Heakin and Porikini Keeney in their Subaru. Class 20, Michael Carabin and Dara Kelly. Again, you have to tip your hat to them two guys as well, you know. Uh, probably, you know, the four-wheel drive, damp conditions probably suited them, but still fantastic run. Uh, historic winners and Brian Crawford and Finnegan Hannigan and then the juniors Ryan McHugh and Dylan Donahue.
0: Good stuff and look that's, as we said yeah. that's always the, the concept of the podcast there is to go through all the class winners and you know there's plenty of stories in them as well as always. Some, some of the best stories are actually from, <laughs> from down through the classes but then in overall context so uh, Sam Moffat third, uh, Declan Boyle the second, Callum Devine first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah Great, great to be back, great to have you back. Um, I'm sure while you were there, you are obviously keeping an eye on what's happening over in Finland too, and we yeah. did our, our Irish contingent there, and we've had lots of big news drop in the last couple of days. Obviously, we spoke to Sean Moriarty a little bit earlier on the podcast here. Um, a hive of positivity and a great event, and that, that the picture that Sean kind of you know shared or whatever of Aaron Johnson, Chris Patterson, and uh, Paul Nagel, I mean, that was that was fantastic, and he, he said, you know, that that's a photo we won't ever see again. Probably because no. the manufacturer yeah. is not. So uh-huh. great, wasn't it overall? Oh,
2: here that's you know like I I keeping up the wee things on Facebook there. Paddy power, like yeah. you know for the size of Ireland, you know, is not it just mind blowing that we're we're producing you know co-drivers, drivers, you know, and never mind them, you know, bike room, you know, like engineers, mechanics, you know, the the Paddy power is running through world rallying, never mind the Irish rallying. It's just you know. We're punching well above our weight, and it's fantastic to see. And as of, for Craig, and yeah, as for on. Craig and Paul going to M-Sport next year, like it's mind blowing. It really is, and nobody deserves it more. In fairness, you know the guy has worked hard, and he's put a lot of effort into his rallying, and uh, you know it's great to see it finally paying off for them.
0: And Kevin, just to finish up, as you saw, maybe yourself in the last couple of days, to see national news outlets kind of taking this story and running with it and making something of it can only be a positive thing. And you'd hope over the next couple of years it'll drive things on even further.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, we all we're all quite happy to give out about RT or today FM or whatever, you know. But that was leading you know, it was the leading the sports Boltons yesterday morning. You know, unbelievable. Great to see long it continue, I suppose, you know. So
0: absolutely and um in the next couple of weeks are we going to see you down around wexford or anything like that uh any plans no, it's
2: a bit <laughs> of a trick no uh hopefully then make the trip up to the tourist parents now in a couple of weeks and then deja vu donna coming up in uh, a couple of weeks in after or the following week after that so that's my plans for the next few weeks anyway.
0: good stuff uh actually i must check there again but the tourist parents is that a week after wexford or is it the same weekend
2: that's the same weekend, I think. Yeah, not, I was thinking the same weekend. Not, 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 next weekend, but the following weekend. The twenty fourth? No, seventeenth, sixteenth, seventeenth.
0: Yeah, I wonder if we going to see guys out two days in a row. We saw McCourt do uh-huh. it down in um, Cork. Uh-huh. Always international. Yeah, wish I could do it for, but who yeah. knows? Wouldn't it be good. Have the
2: money to do it. <laughs> oh, here <laughs> we can't <but> dream.
0: <laughs> one day, one day. Wisher, well, sure, look, we did it, we did it. up there and done. You got if you want to go, so...
2: That's exactly I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't I mean, Only
0: step in and navigate for you again, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know how it could be classes on legal or not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's only illegal if you get closer. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> true. Listen, Kevin. a yeah, pleasure as always, lad. Thanks for coming on, and we'll chat to you soon. All right.
2: Okay, my man. Take care. Speak to you soon.
0: Yes, indeed. That's where we leave it on this edition of the Irish Rally Podcast, and we uh, do appreciate you tuning in as always uh, don't forget you can subscribe and all that crack on facebook uh, twitter and instagram but in terms of youtube spotify apple etc etc don't be afraid to do that because you will get notified instantaneously thanks to our sponsors and as we said we are on the lookout for uh, a bit of sponsorship so if you want to get in touch with this uh, you can do so irishrallypodcast at gmail.com thanks again chat to you soon